The Pelicans are at the top of the standings, first in the Western Conference. And with two games against the Phoenix Suns this weekend, they have a chance to create some separation. So let's break down what they need to do to beat the Suns in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday final show of what's been a really Really fun week. Thank you for being here, whether you're a new listener or a returning listener who's been with me for a long time. We're thrilled to have you on board with the team that's first in the Western Conference. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. No one else coming to you like this. How many people didn't have shows out yesterday after the Pelicans went first in the West? We were there. We're here today. We'll be back on Monday. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show and comment down below on YouTube. That is the best thing you can do right now to support Locked On Pelicans. And today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So the Pelicans have two games against the Phoenix Suns. We've seen them, as we talked about in yesterday's show, they're able to win a variety of different ways, but this Phoenix Suns team is still good. They have the second best offense, the eighth best defense. They are a very good team, and you're not going to be able to win with sloppy play or bad stagnant offense that we saw that let them that was able to let them grind out the win against the Pistons. You're going to need to be sharp. So how do they be sharp? How do they beat the Phoenix Suns to go 2-0 and during this stretch? And 1-1 and would honestly probably be okay. But let's aim higher, right? So let's get into the offense first. They're going to need to be less sloppy. We're going to look at the offense, the defense, and a couple of X factors in the third segment of today's show. That's the roadmap for today. And look, honestly, I don't normally do previews. I'm not a big fan of doing preview shows as I think they get dated kind of quickly. And look, I can list all of this stuff and then they could still go out and win another way. And it makes no difference here. But I do think with two games, it's really interesting to look at because adjustments are going to be key in these type of things. So we'll break it all down for you. So let's start with the offense. They need to be less sloppy. We talked about how they can win win when they're off against teams like the Pistons, who had seven wins. Not against a Phoenix Suns team. You're going to need to score. Phoenix, second best offense, you're going to need to keep up with them to a certain degree. You're going to need to score. And if you need to score, there's one way this team really does it well. Or they do it consistently. Point Zion. This one's pretty simple. Point Zion. You need to do the Point Zion experience in this game. In the game against the Pistons, it was the first four or five possessions. Zion didn't touch the ball once. At one point, they were down 7-2, 8-2, 9-2. I forget what it was. But New Orleans wasn't able to score right off the bat. You got to avoid that against this. You get in a hole against this Phoenix Suns team, you might not be able to climb out of that. So getting off to a good start is going to be a really important thing. You need to get Zion the ball. 
You also need to find a way to get CJ McCollum going. He's not playing in this, or sorry, he's playing in this Friday game. Brandon Ingram is not playing in this game tonight. Neither is Herb Jones. I think Brandon Ingram is going to play on Sunday, but in this one, you still need to make up some of that offense. And you need to do that with CJ McCollum getting going. No more three of 11 shooting nights or things like that. It works well because the best game he's had this season was that game against Memphis where they used him off ball, not point guard CJ, not floor general CJ, off ball CJ, like his time with the Portland Trailblazers. Go back to that, especially when you have someone that commands so much attention in Zion Williamson when he has the ball in his hands. We don't need to overthink this. The best version of the Pelicans is when it's point Zion. Run point Zion from the start. Have him bring the ball up the court. Not CJ, not him down low in a post position trying to seal his defender and then get an entry pass. Put, give him the ball in the three-point line and then clear out the way and let him create for others. And run CJ off ball. Run him through off ball screens elevator doors, pin downs, whatever it is to create him a little bit of space for catch and shoot situations. Maybe while Zion is running a pick and roll with someone else, get him going early, get him into the flow of the game early, get him some rhythm, some consistency. So as the game goes on and they're going to defend maybe a little bit better, he's already in a groove and able to make his shots and shooting's going to be big in this. They're obviously going to try and take Zion away. They have a big man down low with length in DeAndre Ayton that can give you a lot of trouble. You're going to need to find ways to space the court for Zion. Easier said than done, right? Well, you do that with three-point shooting. So this is a game, and it looks like Jose is going to play. I think he's going to be listed officially as questionable in this one, but my guess is maybe he will play. If not, he'll play on Sunday. But this is a big Trey Murphy game. You're going to want to see his three-point shot I care less if it's falling. If it's falling, he's making him certainly a good thing. But you want to see him shooting to provide that threat. That if Zion starts to drive and finds Trey for a kickout pass, that he launches it no matter where he is. Or if he gets the ball, he's got some space, shoot. Make sure they glue a defender to him every single time. Ideally above the break so that you don't have an extra defender down low to kind of slide on over into the paint. So I think that's what they've really got to do. And if you can, try and get a couple of quick fouls on Aiton down low. That's easier said than done. And I want to get into the big man battle in the third segment. I think rebounding and those guys are going to be a big X factor in this one that could tilt the game in the Pelicans' favor or lose them the game. But right now, looking at it offensively, it's got to be Zion-centric. Him bringing the ball up, point Zion, CJ off ball, create some easy looks for him to get him going. And if he's starting to shoot well... Let him start shooting then, then let him bring the ball up the court, but get him into a rhythm first, get him impacting the game in a positive way first before anything else. So let's talk about the defense next. What do you do about Devin Booker, Chris Paul? Those are all going to be instrumental things for the Pelicans to win, not just this game tonight, but also Sunday. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best artists, icons, leaders, anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn leadership from Coach K. You can improve your business development skills from Bob Iger. You can learn shooting and ball handling from Steph Curry. With over 180 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. 
In Masterclass, the presentation is easy to navigate. The chapters are very clearly laid out and they're broken up into small segments so you don't feel overwhelmed. A four-hour class is broken up into a bunch of individual little chapters. And it's easy to stop and start. There's a bookmark function that's gonna let you stop wherever and pick it right back up so you don't feel pressure like you have to block out hours to be able to take one of these. You can make it work on your schedule. And it's a real class. They have over 180 and it's not just celebrities talking to you. These are laid out in a very meaningful way with thoughtful notes. It is a legitimate class. I highly recommend you check it out. This holiday, give the perfect gift of an annual Masterclass membership and you get one free. It's two for one. Go to masterclass.com slash locked on today. That's masterclass.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. They have simple tools like screening questions, which make it easy to focus on the quality candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Get someone in and work in, especially if your time is busy or if your business is busy during the holiday season. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnMBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're completely free. Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. So whether you're a new listener who's excited that they're number one in the West or you've been with me for a long time, six plus years hosting the show, I appreciate you being here with me on this Friday and being excited about the team. I promise I'm excited right alongside y'all. And now for your second listen, go check out Lockdown Saints. Ross Jackson has the episode you want to hear. And in Hooker, is he an option for the Pelicans to draft to fix their QB conundrum? Out of Tennessee, he has the big breakdown on one of the more intriguing prospects in the upcoming draft, and the Saints got to do something about that. So make sure Locked On Saints is your second listen today. And today on Locked On Pelicans, we are talking about the two games they've got against the Phoenix Suns. This is going to be an interesting battle. Two of the the top two teams in the West. You win both of these, you have a chance to really go up in the standings and give yourself a little bit of breathing room and start to separate yourself from the pack. The standings are tight. The Western Conference is wide open, but everyone's fairly close. The ninth seed is only two wins away from New Orleans right now. So if you can get these victories, you stay up top, but if you lose, you might drop a good bit. These games are important. That's why we're breaking them down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. So defense. First thing you think of with the Pelicans defense against the Phoenix Suns is one person. Devin Booker. He has been outstanding this year. Just one player of the month. He's averaging almost 28 points per game this season. Almost five boards, six assists. He's shooting lights out 38% from three. He's been outstanding. He has a couple of 40-point games. He has a 50-point game so far this year. This is a guy that is just out there scoring. How they slow him down, who they use to slow him down, is going to be incredibly important. He's got one, how many 40-point games he has? One, two, three. He's three 40-point games and one 50-point game. He's on fire this year. So what are the Pelicans going to do? No Herb Jones in this one. 
So is it going to be Dyson Daniels? Is it going to be Trey Murphy? Is it going to be Najee Marshall? Can you afford to put Jose Alvarado even on him if Jose plays? It seems like it's going to be Dyson Daniels, and this is going to be one of the toughest tests the rookie has had so far in his young career. But I expect them to aggressively go at Devin Booker and try and double-team him and get the ball out of his hands because some of these other guys are less scary. Yeah, there's Chris Paul, and we'll touch on him in a second, but I'd rather DeAndre Ayton beat you. But we've also seen Willie Green like to just clamp down on everyone else. And if Devin Booker goes for 50 and they still lose because no one else could do anything, he's going to live with that. But I do think with the type of shooting he's he's bringing to the court, you need to be a little bit more aggressive to try and get the ball out of his hands, not let him do the things that he wants to do. I'm fine if DeAndre Ayton beats you. I'm a little less fine if Chris Paul beats you, but them's the breaks, I think, at times. It's the other guys that I just don't truly believe in. Bridges is good. Don't get me wrong there. Campaign is fine. But Damian Lee, Torrey Craig, some of the other guys getting big minutes for them, let those guys do their thing. Just, you know, even if you have to leave them wide open, but you're denying Devin Booker, no one else is going to score like he is. Don't leave wide open three-point shooters, but they've done a good job of being able to contest out on the perimeter. Their closeouts have been good. I've seen a lot of people talking about shooting variants out there. And I think that's missing the fact that these closeouts that the Pelicans are doing on the three-point line are excellent this year especially with the length that they have. They have a lot of tall guys running right at you or off to the, just off to the side of you so you don't make contact and commit a foul. With their long arms up, that's hopefully, maybe, kind of impacting that a little bit and causing a lot of those misses. So I think their defense has been legitimate. I'm fine letting Devin Booker let anyone else beat you, in a sense. Make him pass the ball because he's double teamed. You also want to try and force turnovers, get out and run against this Phoenix Suns team just a little bit. So what do you do about Chris Paul? And I think that's going to be the interesting thing. We all want to see Jose Alvarado on him, right? We remember it from the postseason. Jose picking him up full court, being a pest, trying to get the the Grand Theft Alvarado, the sneaky steal on him, and Chris Paul being like, no. But then forcing him into turnovers in that full court press and all of those things. I'm all for it. I'm all for it again. When Jose is out there, pick him up full court. But if it gets into a half-court battle, though I think Jose Alvarado has gotten better defensively this year, don't forget that in that playoff series last year, they New Orleans had some trouble with Chris Paul. In that closeout game six, he was nearly perfect. Nearly perfect. I don't want to have to look at these stats, but I'm going to. He was perfect. He was 14 of 14 for 33 points, eight assists. That half-court pressure didn't really work on him. You need to be able to pressure him with a little bit more length. And that's where other guys are going to come in. Najee Marshall is going to be a key guy in this. Dyson Daniels, when he's on Chris Paul, is going to be really important, I think. But when they get into the half court, if Jose's out there, I trust him. And I do think he's gotten better defensively this year. But that game six haunts me a little bit. It should haunt you a little bit. And it hopefully haunts the Pelicans a little bit too. Because that's really where they started to, I mean, obviously lost the series. But when you couldn't make life hard for Chris Paul at all, that's not what you want. Chris Paul was also good, what, in the opening game, I think it was, against the New Orleans Pelicans in that one. I'm looking at the stats here. It's 12 of 16 for 30 points in game one. You can't let him do that in the half court. He's coming back from injury. He's not playing quite as well as he you know, was in the postseason last year. But you do need to find a way to slow him down. Jose in full court, him 
someone else in the half court to not make it just that freaking easy for Chris Paul. But Paul has not had the start to the year that he wants. Maybe it's age catching up to him a little bit. Maybe it's also the injuries too. But certainly if he wants to have a bad game, his one game back when they just got trashed by the Celtics in 24 minutes, he was two of six. No one played well for them in that one. But I don't know if you're going to really expect that. But he's banged up a little bit. Easing his way back in, there's an opportunity to make life really difficult for Chris Paul, which forces the Phoenix Suns to rely on Devin Booker a little bit more. And if you're making life tough for Devin Booker, that's how you can potentially win this game. So let's talk about X factors too, because those come up in a game like this, in a two-game kind of little mini-series like this. And these teams play again next Sunday too in Phoenix to round out all four of the games that they're playing together this year. It's going to be early on in the season. So let's break down the X factors, which is rebounding in the big man. But which big man for New Orleans are they going to end up going with? I think that's kind of an open question, and I'll break it down coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. So you can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer, esports, they've got it covered over at BetOnline.net. They have NBA futures. You like those Zion MVP odds? Did a show last week. Is he in the running for an MVP, or we did that show this week? If you like those odds, you can get them over at betonline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Betonline.net. Betonline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Completely free, coming to you like no one else is. Also, Short show, right? You don't have time to listen to a five-hour podcast. We got you covered in under 30 minutes every day. And now for your second listen, go check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you haven't, go check out, I put it up on my channel here on YouTube only. I called in, I called in to Locked On Celtics. It's not a call-in show, he doesn't do that live, but I called in the other night to thank the Celtics for beating the Suns to send the Pelicans to the top of the West. It's a funny bit. Go give it a watch if you haven't already. So X-Factors, as we start to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Pelicans in this two-game set against the Phoenix Suns. Something that's going to be important is the big men down low. Is this a Jonas Valanciunas game? Is this a Larry Nance Jr. game? Or is it a Billy Hernan Gomez game? And I think it might be more of the latter. We've seen DeAndre Ayton give... Jonas Valanciunas a little bit of trouble. Early on in the season, that definitely happened, though. You know, very few guys were playing for New Orleans. We saw that in the postseason a little bit, too, that he wasn't as useful as you would have liked. And DeAndre Ayton was kind of feasting on the glass with him. You could run Larry Nance Jr. out there, and I suspect they will. But is he a little bit undersized for this battle? He certainly plays taller than he is. But he's an undersized small ball five. And against Ayton, that might not work if you want to try and control the glass. So is this time for Billy Hernan Gomez if Jonas Valanciunas proves to not have the best game? I really think it might be. He impressed with his play against Nikola Jokic, both scoring on him and defending him and limiting the two-time MVP. 
I think that might earn him more minutes in Willie Green's eyes. And so going up against the Phoenix Suns, if you're starting big man and is ineffective and you need size there, they might turn to Billy earlier than we're expecting and he might play a larger role than we're expecting. And that's going to be important because the Phoenix Suns have quietly turned into one of the better rebounding teams out there. They are fifth best when it comes to offensive rebounding. New Orleans at times has struggled with defensive rebounding. And these aren't always those long offensive boards off three-pointers. Phoenix takes league average the amount of three-pointers per game. So this is one where you really need to go out and rebound well and limit those second-chance opportunities, particularly if Chris Paul is still struggling and not able to get going. Don't give them second chances when he misses a shot. And terminate those possessions. Now, Phoenix isn't great on the defensive glass, so this is an opportunity to really play aggressive offensively, try and get those second-chance opportunities. Especially if you're having trouble scoring, crash the glass. Dyson Daniels, Trey Murphy, Zion, Jonas, Larry, all those guys need to be aggressively going after the offensive glass because they'll have an opportunity to do so. The... Phoenix backup center situation isn't ideal at times. They can definitely make some damage out there. It's basically Biz, uh, Bismack Biombo and Jock Landale. You can go out and try and score and out-rebound those guys. And if you do that and your offense is struggling a little bit, it's going to keep you in this game. And then the ultimate X factor is going to be what are the adjustments from game to game? You play them Friday, you play them Sunday. It, this is done to reduce travel, by the way. I like this, keeps guys a little bit fresher, and it creates a bit of an interesting dynamic of can you make adjustments from game to game. They don't change rotations a whole lot. There's not going to be wholesale changes made, but is there a wrinkle you can throw in if one game gets, if the first game gets away from you? And we seem to trust Willie Green starting to figure it out, but please, please, points eye on the most majority of the time would be great. But this is going to be a fun set. This is a measuring stick game. This is a way to create some separation and really truly see if you are a true title contender. You beat Phoenix Suns twice. That's a great thing. If they go one on one and one, I'll take it. But certainly 2-0 would be better. We're going to see adjustments. Who's going to battle on the boards? Who's going to defend Devin Booker? And are they going to go point Zion? I'm excited to watch both these games. I hope you are as well. And guess what? We'll be back on Monday to break them both down and then get you set for a similar situation against the Utah Jazz next week as well. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans, this week of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. Truly appreciate you being here. The numbers have been through the roof. You're excited about this team. I'm excited. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday.